Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Infinite Crypto Cruisers. Hey there, folks. My name is Brad Varnell. This is the Infinite Crypto YouTube channel. Today, I have a really special guest on the show. As a few of you know, I am part of a couple of uh, business groups that really focus on freedom and creating uh, you know, choices in their life. And this gentleman is a guy that is a serial entrepreneur. He's located up in Canada. He's got a huge background in personal development. He's the owner, as you can see in the title, of the Blue, Blue Crocus Solutions a business a platform, a digital marketing company. And although his experience in crypto isn't immense, I believe that he's got a lot of value that he can add to those of us that are looking to improve our life uh, with cryptocurrency investing. He's a family man, just a super, super great guy. And I am excited that he took some time out of his busy schedule to share with us tonight. So without any further ado, let's welcome Lewis Vandervalk to the channel. Thank you so much for being with us tonight, Lewis. Brad, really appreciate you having me. I'm excited to excited to chat and, and uh, you know, see what value we can bring to people. Yeah, absolutely. I know we're going to be able to bring, you know, a ton of value. So to get started, I just kind of want to turn it over to you. Let, you know, let everybody know who you are, a little bit about your background and, you know, what, what has you excited in, in life and what, you know, what motivates you? For sure. Yeah. So grew up, uh, grew up on a farm, got to, got to know the value of hard work pretty early. <laughs> you know, telling some of my Friends that I met in university is like didn't have summers off. We just we just went and and worked in the summer and then went right back to school. Right, so yeah. got to learn the value of hard work pretty early. Um, I was the first one in my family to go to university. Um, you know my 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 family kind of thought I would just carry on and you know go into the family business and do construction that sort of thing. Um, but I said there's got to be more. There's got to be more that I can do. Right, um, and more that we can. That we can do with our mind and you know more for our family i wanted to have a family and i said this is the trades are hard on the body how can i you know go forward so i went and got a degree in mechanical engineering four years after graduating high school and uh got a degree and then graduated and three months after i graduated with a degree i started my own business in, in digital marketing basically working with contractors so went full circle back to the to the trades you know and just working with them from a different angle Awesome. Now we were talking a little bit over the last few months and we kind of talked for a minute before we hopped on the stream. Um, as far as crypto goes, it sounds like you, you know, you set up a wallet, you bought a little bit of crypto. Um, and, but at this point you're just kind of hanging out, holding strong and keeping an eye on the markets. Yeah. Yeah. Really don't have a ton of experience. Certainly not your experience. Um, uh, in crypto, obviously wanted to dabble in it a little bit, get to know, kind of what the process was. Um, and so I did get a wallet, got a, you know, a, a bunch of, you know, some of the smaller coins at the time that everybody was raving about and kind of just left it there, you know, to see what's happening. And, and I was saying to you earlier, I really haven't checked in on those wallets, but maybe it's a good thing right now. Right. Awesome. So I know you created a business. We talked about this, you know, when, you know, a little while back, how the difference kind of between, you know, capital gains and passive income or cash flow, uh, you know, coming in. So one of the things that I love about crypto is it allows me to create some passive income and it, you know, you know, kind of creates income stream, but you've kind of dove into, you know, a business that allows you to do that. 
How do you think the two kind of, you know, like what skills that you have and that you can share with folks in building a business? What do you think overlaps into the emotional con control and the skill set that it would take to be successful investing in crypto? I mean, I think risk aversion, whatever your tolerance there is, I think I have a pretty high tolerance for risk. Um, if something feels right in my gut, uh, I won't even necessarily calculate all the numbers out for better or for worse. But if something feels right, I'll go for it. That might not work as well in crypto. I mean, there's there's a lot that you have to do by your gut and your and your kind of feeling for the market. Um, and you know, you make mistakes and you fail. And it's the same as in business, right? So I have I've always been one to say, hey, this feels right. I'm going to jump in. I don't know if it's the right thing to do. It feels right, and I'm ready to take the consequences. And so far, that's gotten me to where I am, you know, learned a lot along the way, right? Learned a yeah. lot about, um, you know, as we start to really, really scale this year, it's like, okay, probably could have structured the business a little bit differently. Okay, we're going to learn along the way there. Um, you know, I took a big risk at the beginning. I like to say my first sale was selling uh, Alyssa on the fact that, hey, let's take the money we saved for a bathroom renovation and let's turn that into a new business opportunity. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, definitely I'm more on the active income right now with growing the business and, and keeping that going. But there is some passivity that comes with clients that, um, you know, keep coming back to us. And then we just work our system and the team takes care of it. Right. They say that behind every great man is a great woman. It sounds like Alyssa is your wife and been uh, pretty, pretty instrumental in your success, huh? I wouldn't. It, it's funny. It's funny, Brad, that you say that. I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. And, and I was talking to someone about, you know, there's challenges that come. We've got three kids. Um, just got them to bed, actually, uh, before we hopped on here, a little bit different time zone than you are. Um, and I, I was thinking, you know, I look at a lot of people who are very successful, um, some young up-and-comers, some people that, you know, their kids have flown the coop. I'm like, man, what if I had all that extra time? What would I do with that? It's like I accomplish a fair bit in a week, but, like, there's a lot of time that I devote to the family, right? Um, and I was kind of talking with this person, and I said, I don't think I would have the drive that I have without the family. Um, you know, first of all, uh, Alyssa and I were actually talking tonight about the man that I was before I met her, right? Like, I, that man could not be doing business the way that I am now, right? It just it just wouldn't have worked. And I wouldn't have had the drive to get into business. My, my initial goal with business was so that I could stay home with the kids. Um, I graduated the year I graduated uh, university. I was a little bit more of a mature student. And our son was born three months after I graduated. And it was basically... Like the same, a couple months later, I started the business because I wanted to have the ability to work more flexibly, to go to the ball games, to go to the doctor's appointments. Like there was a lot of doctor's appointments at the, you know, at the beginning of their life, right? Right. Um, and so, you know, none of that drive would have been there if it hadn't been, you know, initially for Alyssa. You know, we grind each other down and build each other back up. That's kind of how you know it happens when you come together. Um, and then the kids, you know, the yes, they take a lot of time now. But the passion and the drive that I have to support the family one and then to leave a legacy would not be there. And I think that applies to business. I think that applies to crypto. I think that applies to any endeavor that you're doing is, you know, having having a woman behind you, but then the kids as well. It's just put fuel on the fire. Yeah, man, absolutely. I know if you've immersed yourself in personal development, you've definitely heard the saying, your, your why has to be big enough to make you cry. Yeah. And so I know exactly what you mean. I've I've said that before. Like when I was single, I might have had more time, 
but I don't know if I would have had the why, if I would have been as committed as I am. So speaking of amazing wives, my wife here is on the channel reminding everybody, hey, hit that like button, um, you know, hit the subscribe and share and, uh, you know, really appreciate her. I appreciate her backing me because when I jumped into crypto, I jumped in right at the peak of the last bull market. Well, the, the second to last bull market in 2017 going into 2018. Bitcoin was at about 15, 16,000. It ended up peaking at 20. And then in 18, 19 and 20, it was very much like what we've experienced in the last year. So where I really thought I was going to jump in and in 18 have some massive gains and really change our life financially, it took all the way to the end of 2020 for the fruits of our labors to finally, uh, you know, finally show their, their themselves. And she was such a trooper, you know, during those times. I don't, I probably told her a hundred times, babe, I promise you it's coming, but it's <laughs> yeah. just taking longer than I thought. So I love, I love, you know, people that have, you know, a good woman in their life and, and it's just, you know, it just makes life, you know, that much better. So I think I know your answer to this, but for people that are watching live and maybe, you know, that come back and watch the replay, one of the things that I found in crypto is that people disengage when it's a bear market, when times are tough. You have a lot of people that quit watching the YouTube, that quit educating themselves, that kind of take their foot off the gas pedal and I know that our mentors kind of teach us the exact opposite strategy that when other people are taking their foot off the gas pedal, that's when it's really time in a season where you can make strides and catch up and gain ground. Do you agree with that? Have you taken, you know, the last couple of years since the, the flu season started and really maximized your, excuse me here, maximized your, your productivity and really put the pedal to the metal or did you think that maybe it was a good time to take a break too? I mean, I basically, so I started in 2019 and everything kind of turned around in 2020, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so March of 20 is when, um, you know, I basically said, Hey, this is, this is it. I'm going full time. Um, so, so I started in August of 2019 and I actually ended up going full time in July. I just needed to transition out of a few things at my full-time job, um, went full time in this. And I went hard um, and I actually found, I think, because like my commitment is to the family, right? So I'm not traveling to a ton of shows right now. You know, I will when the kids are a little bit older, um, but you know, my commitment's here and it forced everybody to go online. So it's allowed me to reach way more people than I would have. I mean, you and I are connected. There's so many mentors that I've met through business online. Everybody kind of became a lot more comfortable with being online. I live in front of Zoom um, now, right? And so, I went really hard. I was going to start a networking thing here locally and I turned it into a podcast, which was more okay. of a networking thing wherever the heck anybody was, right? And that was right. incredible for my business. Um, and now, you know, as we go into the next, you know, people are kind of wondering what's happening. We're going way harder on some of the foundational marketing stuff for our business. It's how can we position ourselves, you know, so that in a year's time, we are firing on absolutely all cylinders. Awesome. What is the name of your podcast? It's called the Blue Crocus Experience. So I, I'm very original. I took the brand name and I said, hey, Joe Rogan did it. I can uh, I can do it with the business name. So I turned it into the Blue Crocus Experience. And basically, I just interview business owners, people that I want an hour of their time. You know, I bring them on to share share their expertise with the audience. But also, I get to you know chat and learn from them, too. Yeah. 
Are you a, how do you feel about people that are working full-time jobs um, that are kind of maybe scared to jump into owning their own business? Do you think working a business as a side hustle for the first year or two or three or whatever it takes to really get it going is a viable strategy? Or do you think people should kind of just dive in head first and really kind of you know, burn their, burn their bridges. How do you, what do you, what do you think about that, you know, situation? If somebody's really trying to improve their life, but they're scared to kind of make the leap into their own business. I can only speak from my experience, Brad. Um, and I would say like, when I started the business, I went all in, in my mind, I took, I could have paid payment plans for the the course, like my first course that I, we invested in. I just paid for it all up front. I said, okay. I got to go all, all in there. However, I think it was good for me to do it over a year. Um, there was a little bit of cash flow still coming in. I knew nothing. It's like so for the audience, I knew absolutely nothing about business. I didn't take any business courses. I was very entrepreneurial minded growing up um, and I had a few side hustles, but I hadn't done anything like that. And I had zero marketing or online experience. I right. dove in completely green. So I went fast and I went hard and I, I picked up some speed pretty fast. But I think it allowed me to have a little bit of cash flow to make up for some of the mistakes that I wouldn't have otherwise made. Um, you know, if, if I was starting again, I'd do it a whole lot differently. Um, right. But some people need to just jump right in. For me, my burning the boats was taking that money and, and investing it, you know, and kind of saying, hey, we're going to make so much money. Um, and I, I said that for another two and a half years until we really started to, you know, pull through. Um, but you know, for, for me, it worked really well doing that. At the end, actually, it became a little bit of a struggle to work the full-time job and focus on where the business was going. That was tough for me. Yeah. So, you know, if you're in that position and you're not sure, maybe you don't have as much cash flow coming in. Um, we didn't, I didn't actually have enough cash flow to cover my day job when I jumped, but I just knew that it would, I would figure it out within a month um, awesome. because I knew it was keeping me from doing it. So I guess I did burn the ships a little bit there at the end. I love that. I love that so much. And I think that if, you know, the advice that I would give to somebody is if they do have to jump into their side hustle full time, what you, you know, mentioned the mindset, you got to treat your business like it is your full time number one priority, and then save enough energy to go get your job done and, and be, you know, do good by your employer. But you can't have that mentality where, hey, my job is number one. I got to, you know, put all of the energy into it and then give my my business what's left. You really got to kind of reverse that in, in my opinion. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, I think, I think it does. And I think, um, what you focus on expands. And if you're having to eventually focus, like I got to the point at the end where it was tough to focus on both. Um, and I was like, guys, let me go, <laughs> like find someone else. Like I was working with a startup for the, for the year that I was starting up my business actually. Um, so it was tough for them to find someone to replace me. And it was a good friend of mine from university. So I wanted to do well by them. Um, but it was at a point I was like, Sam, I got to do this. They knew I was doing this all along. I said, it's yeah. time. You got to find someone. I got to jump. Otherwise, I'm not going to serve you well. And I'm not going to serve my business well. And we're both going to be unhappy. Awesome. I know, you know, you, you mentioned in your bio, you know, you talk about personal development. And so I was just kind of, you know, curious when did that start for you? Did it start as a youngster, as a kid, as a teenager, as a young adult? How long, how did you find out about personal development? When did you really start taking it seriously? Yeah, so it started, I, I think, when I was around 15. Um, so I grew up in a, you know, it, it's a story for another time. I grew up in a, a very interesting household, hold, very conservative, religious household. I struggled a lot with, um, you know, kind of coming of age, 
make my own decisions, that sort of thing, right? And so I actually started my personal development journey reading books about parenting, okay. funny enough. Uh, and I was like, hey, if I can learn the stuff that I want to tell my parents on how to parent me better, I was the oldest of four kids, um, you know, this will be great. And I was like reading through, I was like, this is exactly what I need, like my parents to do. And you, as a parent now, it's like, I can see, I can see why it wasn't too well received. Um, but that was how my journey started. And I was like, fascinated by this. And I was like, man, like, if only they knew this, then yeah. like our life would be so much easier. So I started by kind of trying to change other people. Um, and then I kind of got into that world and I actually jumped into, um, I forget what it was called, but it was a network marketing thing. Um, I didn't know it was, I didn't even know what it was. They were just like, uh, it was my second aunt, I, I think is, is the technical term. Um, she and her husband were in it and they were like, hey, you should read these books. You should meet with these people. Hey, come to this cool seminar. And I was like, wow, this is cool. And my mind was like, where's the business model here? And then yeah. I found out, oh, I got to be selling all these books and selling the training. And I was like, oh, this is, I don't have time for this. Um, but but that kind of sparked, like I was hungry for that. I loved the seminar. I loved the, um, I loved the, you know, the, the get together yeah. and seeing people who were doing real well. It's the first time I'd, um, you know, seen someone it was local, like two hours away. The seminar was two hours away from here. Um, and the guy was like talking about what he was making. I was like, that's insane. Like, is this, is he lying? Like, you know, I, I came from, you know, <laughs> this is what you make. Right. right. Um, so that kind of cast a vision. And then I kind of went back. Um, I think I would have been 18 or, or 19 then. Um, the networking marketing, like a couple months that I was in it without knowing that I was in it. Yeah. Um, and then from there, when university was kind of a, a very much a, a personal development thing because I was the first in, in my family to go. Um, and I, I paid my way through. So it was like working, developing, and I met a lot of really cool people, um, you know, in, in the classes who went on to form really cool companies. So then it was like seeing them. Um, I remember talking to a, a friend of mine in mechanical engineering. He was doing 30K a month in e-commerce. And I was like, like, that's what I was making it for a year. Like, how are you doing that per month? Like, what is going on? Um, and I was like, this is crazy. I, knew, I didn't really know anything about the internet aside from, you know, obviously using Google and, um, you know, all that stuff. But I didn't know how to make a website or an e-com site. Um, and then I dove into this training after I, after I um, graduated. And that's when I was like, whoa, I'm in a group of people who are like always talking about this stuff. And that's when I really, like I read Tim Ferriss's four-hour work week. Um, went and asked for a raise at my job and got fired because of it. So it's like, <laughs> Tim Ferriss says, if you want something, go for it. Um, and then from there, it was like, I know nothing about marketing. I know nothing about entrepreneurship. And I just started soaking in podcasts. I started reading books. I just immersed myself in the in the world and all the books that people tell you to read and stuff. Um, and that, and it's just, you know, that's been the last three and a half years. Awesome, man. It's one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on the channel is because you know, cryptocurrency is a way that people can make a lot of money, but we, I've found over my life, and you've probably experienced this, that just making a lot of money doesn't necessarily make your life better if you don't have the mindset right. Um, you know, yeah. Jim Rohn talks about how if you come into a lot of money fast, you better come up to the level of person that can handle it fairly quickly too, or it's gonna, you know, it's gonna flee you. So my, my intention with this YouTube channel has always been to kind of be mindset first. Yeah. So if somebody were to come to me and say, hey, I want to start investing in crypto, I want to change my life, I wouldn't teach them how to invest in crypto. I'd probably send them towards a couple of books. Yeah. Uh, and so just this, I love to ask this of my guests. Um, have you ever read these books and you just can say yes or no? Have you ever read Think and Grow Rich? Mm -hmm. 
Have you ever read How to Win Friends and Influence People? That was my first one, actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever read Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Yeah. So, folks, I'm not going to continue on because he's probably read The Magic of Thinking Big and, yeah. and some of those, too. But success leaves clues. And what I love about this is I've had several people from the business group, several successful YouTubers too, that I had no idea what their background necessarily was, but several crypto investors. And except for one person that I've had on my channel, everybody has said yes to at least two out of those three. And most people have said yes to all three. So folks, those of you that are watching, success leaves clues. So if you're sitting here watching this and you're looking at a way to better your life and you want to make more money, have a better life, more a higher quality of life, better relationships, investing in crypto should be your secondary, uh, you know, importance. The first thing that you might want to consider doing is going and grabbing those three books. And once you've read those, come back to crypto and, uh, you know, and go for it. But I'm just, I'm, I'm so happy that you said yes to those three questions. Yeah. Well, I was actually, I saw a reel, um, I don't know, a week ago. And Grant Cardone was asked, if you have $200 to invest, where do you put it? And he's like, hands down in yourself, invest in yes. yourself. Because at that point, you can't really do a whole lot with $200. You stand to lose your only $200. Right. Um, and, and there's a lot. And, and the other flip side of that is, for me, the money that is being made is a measure of your development, right? You you mentioned like, once you get there, you've got to be the kind of person that can handle it. But I think you've got to be the kind of person that can make it. Certainly in, in the business that I'm in, right? Crypto is a little bit more volatile, but um, you've got to be the kind of person to make that sort of money, right? Like, so I set a goal when I started of by 2027, giving away a million dollars to charity. Okay. That's a big, hairy, audacious goal. I still don't know how we're going to get there, right? Um, but I'm setting up a business that can get there and I, you know, talking to people and I, I imagine there'll be, some of it might be raised money, but a lot of it's going to come from the business. I don't necessarily need the money that's going to be produced to get that million dollars, but the type of person that needs to, that I need to be to run a business that can do that yep. is what I'm shooting for. And then the money is a byproduct. And I'm going to, I think you take yourself with you, no matter how much money you make. Um, <laughs> yes. And so for me, I like giving away money. So obviously I want a good, um, you know, legacy for our kids, but I, I get the most joy out of giving away money. So I'm just going to keep doing that. But I want to be the person that can make that money because there's so much learning still to go. Right. And it sounds like you've got a couple of different, you know, businesses that you're working, but your main one, the Blue Crocus Solutions is a digital marketing company and you're providing, you know, Web3 design, SEO, Google ads and stuff like that, correct? Correct, yeah. So what is a, you know, if somebody's watching this, what would a perfect client look like to you? Like if they're wondering if you can help them with their small business or their even their large business, what would a, a good client be for you? Yeah, so a uh, good client for us, we can do so logos, websites, SEO, and ads. Those are our kind of our four services. Logos we can do for anybody. Um, websites we can do for almost everybody. So um, anything from you know your standard, you know, uh, store or roofing site. You know, I, I kind of get into it, but our main client base that we do our our long term services are the contracting spaces. So home service businesses. We have built websites for a number of different people. Um, but then Google ads and SEO is strictly within the home service uh, niches. 
right? Awesome. So it's everything from roofing to asphalt to tree service to junk removal is a big one. We'll get to that, you know, because we started a junk removal company. But um, yeah, service industries is where we really shine with the long term. Taking that website that's beautiful and actually getting it to the top of Google so people can see it. And if I understand your business model correctly, these folks don't necessarily have to be anywhere near you. It's not like they got to live, you know, in Canada, 10 miles from you. You can help somebody that's living in Los, Los Angeles, California, just as easily as somebody in your own hometown, right? Yeah, three. We've got three of our biggest clients are in LA, actually. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so we, I have 95 to 97% of our clients are in the States. Um, I have very few ongoing clients in Canada. We've done a lot of websites up here. Um, but our ongoing clients are in the States. It's, I can reach anybody. I can talk to anybody anywhere. You know, you and I are chatting yes. um, and we can serve anybody. And it works well because we're exclusive. Once we settle down and we start working with you long term, we won't, won't work with anyone else in your niche, in your area. So nice. it's nice for us to be able to spread out too. Yeah, absolutely. Now, do you do any personal coaching or consulting like one-on-one -on -one with individuals or do you just kind of stick in your business lane? So... No, I wouldn't say I do a lot of coaching with our ongoing clients. I'll, I'm always trying to add value to them. Like I'm a student of marketing myself. I love marketing. I've realized I've loved it for a long time before I even knew what it was. Right. Um, so anything that I can do to help them with some ideas on their business, I will do, but I don't, you know, say, Hey, I'm going to add this. So it's just a value add that I can bring to clients. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. Let's go over here. we got Greg came into the chat, said, hello, good evening, Brad and Lewis. Hey, Greg, thank you very much for being here. Appreciate all of you that are watching. Uh, folks, we are going to do a little bit of a crypto giveaway today. I'm going to give away a little, uh, some Demetra tokens uh, to people that are in the live chat. So I know we've got a handful of viewers, not a whole lot of chat yet. So please let us know, you know, if you're watching, let us know you're here you know, just say hello. If you have any questions for Lewis and I, this is an AMA, so feel free to, you know, ask any questions. If you have any questions for Lewis, crypto related or otherwise, you know, we can, we can kind of go back and forth. But uh, in order to get qualified and be able to win any of the giveaways you got, we got to know you're here. So please, you know, speak up and uh, maybe uh, do a little shout out in the chat if you're watching. And I guess with that, Lewis, I will, I'm going to take you to, I'm going to share my screen and uh, show you uh, a uh, token that I really like. And because you mentioned your background in farming, I think it'd be kind of interesting to uh, have you, you know, kind of just give us, you know, your your opinion uh about it so this token is called dimitra i'm pulling up coin gecko here and it's not on dimitra yet but uh i ended up meeting the dimitra team at bitcoin 2022 uh back in april of or excuse me yeah april of 2022 and we maintained contact over the last several months and i'd gotten to know them a little bit better and they were uh looking to uh, do, you know, some, some, you know, get their name out there a little bit more. And so this is a token where right now it's all the way down. It's gotten beaten down. Like so many things do in the, in the crypto markets It's down to, you know, a less than a fourth of a cent and it's all time high was about $6. So it's down, you know, it's down 99.9%. And most people would look at that and say, I would not touch that with a 10-foot pole. 
But the exciting thing about these types of projects and the reason that I love sharing them with my community is because this team is working very, very hard behind the scenes. They're developing their platform. They're acquiring more users. They're signing contracts. They're building. And I really believe that they have an opportunity to really do something special uh, during the next bull market. And then when you do a little bit of math, if you take, say, $100 and divide it by this 00.37 and take that number of tokens and then multiply it even by if it just got back up to a dollar, nowhere near its all-time high of $6, it would be worth, you know, let's just do it real quick. For those that are watching, it'll be a fun little experiment because I am going to give away some of these tokens. And part of the reason that I share this is, folks, I would hope that you don't take, I'm going to give away, you know, $25 worth of these tokens to two different individuals that were here tonight. And I would hope that you don't just go sell them and take the 25 bucks. You're more than welcome to do that. But I just want to do a little math. If you take 25 divided by 0 0.00, what is it? Three, seven something. Let's just call it 004 for even math. That would give you 6,250 tokens. Now, if you multiply that, it's you know pretty easy to do the math. If you multiply that out by a buck, a token, if you're willing to hold these tokens for a couple of years till the you know the market conditions prove, this twenty-five dollar giveaway could be worth you know six grand to you. And heaven forbid it gets back up to its all-time high of six dollars. You just held twenty-five dollars worth of tokens and turned them into over thirty-six grand. And that's one of the things that I love about crypto is the risk versus reward. Anybody could go throw a hundred bucks into something like this. And if it goes to zero, it's not going to you know, affect their life too much. But if you turned a hundred dollars into 30 or 40 or 50,000, you know, that can change the wealth needle in a lot of people's lives. So with, with that, I want to show you their website here real quick. And, and I just wanted to share this with you because, like I said, having kind of a farmer background, I wanted to see what you thought about this project in general. So let me, I'm going to copy and paste this here into the, into the, this screen here, get this. And I'm then now, as you've been talking, this is cool. Yeah, so this is Demitra. It's called Data Driven Farming Increase Yield, Reduce Cost, and Mitigate Risk. Every smallholder farmer, regardless of economic status, should be able to benefit from simple, beautiful, and useful technology because when farmers thrive, economies thrive. So, Lewis, this company has created software, it's created an app that uses satellite image, imagery and you know can track livestock it can track stuff like the 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 minerals and stuff and the soil and it's basically designed to help small farmers all across the world increase their crop produ you know production decrease their expenses and I just love, one of the things that I love about it is one of my favorite sayings, and I learned this from network marketing too, because I have a network marketing background and that's kind of where I got my personal development from. My dad was actually involved in Amway when I was, I got, I was about 12 when he got into Amway. 
And he started paying me uh, five or $10 a book to read some of those books that we talked about earlier. And then of course I got a thirst for it and kind of moved into it. But I love the saying, you know, making a living while making a difference. And one of the things that this you know, kind of sticks out to me is it feels like this could potentially really help a lot of people. Now, I know that this is just a real quick, you know, brief overview. You only get to see, you know, a, li a little bit of stuff here. What I mean, what do you think about a project like this just right off the top of your head? Does that look like something that you feel like would be a worthy, a worthy thing and a project that could potentially help a lot of people? Yeah, I think anything moving towards, I mean, everybody wants to go to lab grown food. <laughs> I'm, I'm not one of those people. Um, and I think that I think real food is so important. So anything we can do to help move that forward is, is key. I think, you know, we live in the we live in the age of AI, right? And the age of, you know, lab grown meat. I think there's nothing that can replace the real deal, um, whether it's it's actual grown veggies, if you're if you're vegan. Or, or you know, well-grown meat. I think there's, I think that needs to keep keeping pushed forward. Obviously, I'm biased coming from the, you know, the from the farmer background, but there's there's a lot of there's a lot to be said for the natural order of things, and I think there's, I think pushing that forward is good. I'm, awesome. I'm all for innovation too, but you've got to you've got to respect some of the natural order of things. Okay, perfect, man. I, pre I appreciate that input. And one of the reasons that I love this, you know, conversation too, is I know that you've dabbled a little bit in crypto and, uh, you know, I'm not going to outcome right. You know, my, honestly, I would love to be working with you over the next year, year and a half and, right. uh, you know, helping you to build up a crypto portfolio that can, your businesses are going to make you all of the money that you ever need. But I do see opportunities in some of this stuff for you to get to that million dollar, you know, tithing or giveaway charitable donations, um, you know, even faster. You mentioned earlier in the show that you weren't exactly sure how you were going to get there. And who knows, maybe we'll continue, you know, moving forward with this relationship. And at some point in time, you know, maybe some of these ideas will, uh, you know, will help you get there a little bit uh, faster, or at least, you know, a little bit, uh, a little bit different than than you might have expected. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm going to go back to CoinGecko here, folks. And just, uh, you know, I want to highlight one other one other token that I am pretty excited about. I've talked about this token a few times on the channel or maybe even more than a few times. Um, but this is called Glint or BeamSwap. Let me, where to go? There we go. <clears throat> so this is another token for you crypto We're still looking folks. at the uh, Demetra page there. Right? No, it didn't, it didn't switch over? Not for me anyway. Oh, let me see here. I see what I did wrong. I did, uh, I went to the wrong tab. There we go. Let's see if that, did that uh, start? It should click over here in just a quick second. Did that, did that work? You see in the CoinGecko load? Yep, we're live. Okay, again. all right, perfect. So let me go back over here and type in Glint again. So Glint is... The ticker, the token is called BeamSwap. And so, Lewis, this, this is what we call a DEX. So in crypto, when you, when you uh, buy crypto, you can do it through a centralized exchange like Coinbase. Um, you know, Binance is another big one. They also have decentralized exchanges like Uniswap and PancakeSwap and some of those. So this is actually a... DEX, a decentralized exchange that is built on top of the Moonbeam 
uh, network, which is a Polkadot parachain. So that's a lot to take in. But Polkadot is, you know, basically about a top 10 token, been around a very successful token um, that's got, a, it's kind of like Ethereum in the sense that other projects build on top of it. And so this token, you know, has my interest because it's got about a $400,000 market cap right now, which in crypto basically means it's a super, super micro cap. You know, like when you when you get to crypto companies that are worth, say, $100 million, those are considered to be, say, medium sized companies in the crypto space and you start getting up into several hundred million and you've really got yourself kind of an established company so something at 400,000 would be like a startup business in the real world that only had you know had only made $10,000 in in its in its existence you know pretty small business but the cool thing about this business model is this is a token um like I mentioned Uniswap as uh you know as another dex and so really quickly just to give you kind of a rough idea here so we just said that we've got a market cap of 400,000 here if we go over to uniswap which is the main dex for the ethereum network it is number 19 on the list so bitcoin is number 1 in market cap and then as you scroll down through the tokens, it, you got number two through number, um, you know, tens and tens of thousands. Did Uniswap pop up or is it still showing BeamSwap? Still on BeamSwap. That's what I would thought might be, might have happened. I've got two tabs open. I got to get this other one closed out so I'm not clicking on the wrong one. So here we go. So as you can... As you can see here, so even in this bear market, so this token at its peak was 44 going on 45 bucks. As of right now, it's sitting at $6 and it still has a $4.5 billion market cap. So if you take 4.5 billion, divide that by 400,000, You've got 11,250. So BeamSwap would have to go up 11,250x in order to re get to a market cap of 4.5 billion. So 11,250 times 100 bucks is 1.125 million. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that this this dex has the opportunity to get as high as uniswap which is the number one dex in all the world on the number one you know cryptocurrency ethereum but what if it just got to 1 billion so if you take 1 billion and divide that into in you know into uh, one uh, four hundred thousand one billion that's one million Brad there we go hundred million one billion divided by four hundred thousand is still twenty five hundred so twenty five hundred times one hundred is two hundred and fifty thousand dollars so folks that's why I get excited about some of the opportunities that are there in cryptocurrency. This is another company that's building very, very hard behind the scenes. It's had a lot of growth. It's doing amazing things. It just happens to have launched in October of 2021. 
and Bitcoin peaked in November of 2021. And now for the last year plus, you know, everything, including the stock market, the housing market, everything is going down. So once again, there's no guarantees in life. But I like my chances of taking a token like that and potentially, you know, so even, at, you know, 2,500 is like a number that most people can't wrap their minds around, but 100, you know, 100x. So if it's sitting at 0.009, was it or something like that, we'll call it, let's call it 0.001. So it's one, one one hundredth of a cent times um, 100 is takes it up to 10 cents. Well, it's all time high when it first launched was about 10 or 11 cents. So it just have to get back to its all time high. I think it has the potential to do much more than that. So, you know, that's kind of one of the reasons that I get excited about what can be done in cryptocurrency versus investing in the traditional stock market, where you're very happy if you make five or 10 or 15 or 20 percent, um, you know, on your funds. But, uh, you know, any is it was it? All of that kind of new to you? Had you ever looked at any scenarios like that, or no? Definitely played around with some of those scenarios. Um, it, it makes sense, and and it. Uh, I actually see a question here that I'm curious about too. Um, sure. Al, Eddie, without drunk out, is asking: uh, Can NFTs be beneficial for service-based businesses? <clears throat> I'm Do curious you... about that. So I don't know a lot about the uh, utility of NFTs. Um, you know, outside of what you see with the the ugly gorillas and ugly apes or whatever that that right. stuff is, you know, I saw a lot of that, but I don't know a lot about the utility of NFTs. Yeah, the answer to that question is absolutely. I think more and more, you know, real life businesses are going to gravitate and do something in the NFT space. There's ways that you can kind of reward your customers through NFTs. Um, there's so many different ways that you can implement NFTs into, you know, real world scenarios. So it's it's hard to get into all of them. But like, absolutely. If that's something, you know, after after we're done here, if you guys would want to, you know, hop on a separate call where just the two or three of us talked a little bit, I could give you, you know, guy, give you some guidance and give you, you know, put you in the right direction so that you could look at and research some things. But yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you're going to start seeing, and we're already seeing some of the bigger companies like Disney and, uh, you know, Coca-Cola and some of those that are starting to move a little bit into, um, you know, this NFT uh, space. Off the top of my head, I can't think about, I, I can't think, remember the hamburger joint in California that started, uh, it, it started doing NFTs and it kind of partnered up with like the Board Ape Yacht Club um, and, and those types of things. But yeah, there's, there's, so you have NFTs that are just art. They're just fun to look at. Yeah. Um, but then you definitely have NFTs that have utility. So like another one that I thought was cool is like Shaquille O'Neal, you know, basketball player. He created a series of NFTs not too long ago. Now he had one that was say $200,000, but by owning it, you got to hang out with him for a whole day you know, enjoy, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner with him, say, got to pick his mind, hang out with him, go out to a club at the end of the night. And, you know, just like experience a day with Shaquille O'Neal. And then he had NFTs that were priced all the way down, you know, just like say a hundred dollars, you know, for the average person where they just got like a picture or some kind of a special image that they could keep, 
than that they could look at. But it's pretty amazing right now. Like, you know, these big screen TVs, 72-inch TVs and, and bigger, a lot of people are now starting to decorate their homes with these big screen TVs on the wall instead of real world art. And then you can have it play your NFTs and display your NFTs that way. So if you want to freeze it on one NFT that's, you know, that's super cool that you love, your parents come over, your family comes over for Thanksgiving, they can see that. Or you can set it up to where it kind of like scrolls through all of your NFTs. So yeah, I think there's uh, some really cool utility. And come 2024, 2025, as the crypto markets take off again, I think there's going to be a lot of money uh, to be made in, in that space. And there's also going to be some fun things that you could do for your clients. And it could be something that as you educate yourself on it, that you might actually be able to help the companies that you're working with implement and create another income stream for your business too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the TVs. I'm, I'm touching back on that, but it's like basically those uh, revolving picture frames that you you know your mom <laughs> has on the uh, right on the the side table. Now it's uh, now it's you know modernized a bit. I like it. Yeah. Absolutely. So thank you very much for that uh, for that question. Appreciate that. Any Anybody else in the chat have any questions? We got Greg here uh, say, I feel most businesses can benefit from NFTs. I uh, I agree. And he also said, it looks like, oh, the it was in California. It was the in and out in uh, California that uh, implemented some NFTs. Yeah. So I mean, we, we've been going for 45 minutes. Is there anything else that, you know, on your heart that you really want to, that you want to talk to people or if, you, if you're talking to this group here, or the people that are going to watch the replay, like, you know, just anything that you would like to share with people that, that you think would add value to their, to their life, their, their situation? Yeah. I, I mean, I'll go to one of my standby, standby sayings, and then I do have, um, a little plug at the end, not, yeah. not for the main business, but a little plug, if you wouldn't mind. Um, we're launching a kid's book, so I'll tell people a little bit about that. But um, I think, you know, going back to your very first question, you know, our, our very first train of conversation, it's, um, you know, imperfect action beats perfect inaction every day of the week. That's something I heard early on. And it's something I've, I've stuck to. Now, I think as you develop your business, you've got to start getting some perfect action behind you to, to make sure it runs. Um, but imperfect action beats perfect inaction. You know, don't, don't sit around waiting for everything to be perfect. Take action, dive in, you know, crypto, try some stuff on a small scale. Um, and you know, the percentages work out on in business, dive in, burn the ships, try something. But, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of a final thought that really has stood out to me and, and kind of steered the ship. Um, and then turning back to the book, we're launching a kid's book related nice. to the trade. So it's an ABCs, uh, blue collar ABCs is what we're calling it. Okay. It's basically every letter of the alphabet is a page and it's got different trades and tools and machines on it. So that's launching next week. Very excited to have that coming out. And uh, so far the response has been really good. So I'm, I'm, I think we can crush it uh, on launch day. Awesome. How do people find that book? So you can sign up to be notified at bluecollarabc.com. Um, I'll give you the link to, to drop in the description as well. But um, you'll be able to, to sign up and then we'll just put you on an email list and say, hey, we're launching, we're live on Amazon. It'll be through Amazon at the beginning, but uh, you'll be able to, um, I mean, the hope is maybe we'll be picked up, uh, you know, by, by a publisher at some point. So, yeah, awesome. excited to see that. And it kind of combines, um, you know, the my construction background, 
the people we work with now, you know, and everybody is a kid, was a kid or has kids, you know, that, that likes seeing big trucks and, and excavators and loaders, uh, you know, out the window of the car when they're driving or whatever. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Did I get that right? Is that right? Bluecollarabc.com there? I believe that's the one. I'll just uh, I'll just type it in just to confirm because okay. it is a new one for me. Um, yeah, bluecollarabc.com. You got it. It'll take you right to a uh, countdown and you'll be able to enter your info at the bottom there. And uh, we'll put you on the list to get notified. Awesome. And I just thought of one more quick question. So both of us have been pretty blessed in our lives to have a pretty good support system. What would you say to folks, whether it's investing in crypto or starting their own business that maybe have some negativity in their life? They have, you know, a, a spouse or parents, you know, friends that are a little bit maybe more conservative minded than we are that, you know, that think crypto, crypto is too risky or getting into their own business is too risky. And, you know, and, and they don't have that positive support system. What would you recommend, you know, that they do and, and how they would kind of handle that situation? There's so many, so many paths you can go. Um, but I think you're the average of the five people you hang out with. I've heard it said many times. And I look around myself and some of the people that used to hang around with all the time have kind of just faded away, not through a conscious effort, but I'm really focused on hanging around people in the in the groups that we're a part of, like Apex and, and groups like that. And the first thing that was like crazy to me when I jumped in was seeing people operate at a level that was just incomprehensible to me. Um, and that really set my sights a lot higher than they were. So surround yourself with people that are where you want to go. Um, and, you know, try try not to be around negative Nancy's. <laughs> it's, it's a lot easier <laughs> said than done. Um, but I truly believe that if someone puts their mind to something, they you, you can't fail until you stop trying. Um, and I think, you know, I see it with businesses all the time. I see it with myself. You know, I started doing everything for everybody and we've really narrowed down to the one thing so that our focus is, is on you know, SEO is our core service, right? So everything leads into that. And there's a lot of success to be had if you focus in on that thing. If it's crypto, go all in on it. You're going to, the worst that's going to happen is you're going to learn a ton about a lot of things, right? And the best that's going to happen is on the flip side, it's going to be amazing, right? Um, yeah. Business the same way. Not every business, you know, the stats for business are pretty grim. Um, so go all in on something, but surround yourself with people and ask questions. I've never been afraid to ask questions because I always feel like I don't know as much as I could, right? You know, so it's it, ask questions from people that are where you have been and they love telling you. Like I'm further along now than I was when I started, right? And so there's some people that I'm able to give advice to and it's there's something incredible about being able to do that. It brings back up the fire, like the fire that was in me in 2020 is a different fire that's burning now, but it's cool to go back to that and live through that and help someone who's in the same place. And I think a lot of people who have had success, I'm putting that in quotes because I think that's measured differently for, for so many people. Um, but a lot of people who have what people would consider to be outward success, they love, you know, reaching their hands down and helping the next person come up the ladder. Awesome, man. What an amazing answer. Thank you for sharing your point of view on that. That was that was fantastic. It was such a good point. And I agree with it, folks. If you're out there scared to ask people for help, don't be. Because the right kind of people really do take it as a compliment. And, and it is. It's, it is. it's inspiring to us. We love helping and sharing with people that really want to better themselves. So such a great point there. Thank you for that. Of course. Yeah. So as far as giving away these tokens, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to pick out, uh, 
you know, one person here out of the chat, and then I'm going to let you pick out um, one person. So I think definitely I, I like the fact of picking out somebody that was that was here because of you and that asked a great question. So I'm going to give out of junk uh, removal and demolition uh, 25 bucks worth of the Demitra tokens. So after this live stream is over, um, he can reach out to me, uh, you know, or you can connect us on Facebook or Telegram or Twitter, wherever. Look forward to, to meeting you. And if you need any help, you know, getting a wallet set up, I'll give you some instructions so you can set up a wallet. If you have a wallet, great, but we'll get you 25 bucks worth of Demitra tokens. And then I'll kind of let you scroll through the chat and see if there was anybody that you kind of figure was probably from my community. And, and we'll give them a, a 25 bucks worth of Demetra tokens. I'm going to go with Greg. Greg's been, uh, Greg's been rocking and rolling with us. Awesome, um, man. I, I appreciate your appreciation, Greg. It's, uh, this is Brad's, Brad's a great interviewer. It, it, I, I came in a little unsure how I was going to do on a crypto uh, contest because I don't have <laughs> a lot of background in it, but you definitely played to areas that I'm more comfortable chatting about. And then, and then, uh, you know, taught me a lot. So Greg, you know, appreciate it. And you know, the hopium there, <laughs> one of his comments is any hopium to help people get through. I think, I think keep get, focusing on the, focus on the things that uh, you can control. Focus yes, on the man. things you can control. There's a lot of things you can get out of bed. You can brush your teeth. You can shower. You can go about your, your daily action list and no one else can stop you from doing that no matter you know what's happening around you. So, you know, focus on the things you can control and a lot of the rest will blur out and you'll realize you know, I think if 2020 taught us anything, there's a lot of people that focused on a lot of poor things. And there's a lot of people that just went hard on it. 2008, same thing, right? So that's what I'm doing is, is focusing on the things I can control. I don't know if that's the hopium you're looking for, but uh, yeah, no, uh, that, that's what I would say in mind. Yeah, absolutely. It is. And it was, you know, I feel like anybody that watched this and really listened, you know, hopefully has more hope, whether it's starting an, their own business or investing in crypto or whatever it is. That they, you know, that they see other people have been successful during some of these trying times and that it's, you know, that if it's possible for us, it's possible for them. So thank you so much for, for coming on the show. It was a pleasure. You're definitely welcome back, uh, you know, anytime. And then one quick last question. Do you think what you do would be something that would benefit people like myself, like, you know, helping a YouTuber grow his audience? Um, I have some other YouTuber friends that are maybe up at 30, 40, 50,000 subscribers, but they're looking to make that push to 100, to 300,000 subscribers. Is your service something that would help guys like us? Um, I, I think, I don't think I'm the right fit for it. I think there's people that do it. So we use YouTube for local SEO. So we'll, okay. you, we'll, we'll rank some videos locally. I'm not even at, you know, a thousand subscribers. So if I was, I'd, you know, if I was at 50,000, I'd be in a lot better place to help people that were further along. I can connect you with people that, that certainly are, are much more qualified to, but okay. um, yeah, I think there's a lot of power in growing your YouTube base, which we're focusing on a little bit more, you know, with our personal brand and, and the business, but I, I'm not the person, you know, outside of local SEO to do that. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough, man. Well, once again, thank you so much for, for being on the show. God bless you. Have a fantastic Christmas and a new year with your family. And I uh, definitely look forward to staying in touch. Likewise, Brad. Appreciate you having me on and, and what a great uh, turnout too. Uh, some good comments and some good interaction. You, you have a good show here. Awesome. Thank you very much, man. We'll see you soon. Thank you. You bet. Bye-bye.